want to say thank you. We come before you this hour, Lord, even as, oh God, you have enabled us to come before you. Father, I ask, oh God, that even as you have already started to work with us, Father, I ask that you will increase in us. I yield myself unto you, Spirit of the living God. Let it be known that this is your hour and this is your moment, that you will give us the understanding of your word, that as we come into the place of prayers continually, heaven will receive and heaven will answer us in the name of jesus christ Amen. we ask that today again oh god set us aside for greater testimonies Amen. that lord in us you will mightily glorify for in jesus precious name we have prayed Amen. Amen. Uh, brethren, I want to thank God for what he has been doing and what he is ready to do as well. Um, I listened to the prayer points, especially for yesterday. I was so overwhelmed when the, the brother led the opening church. I was overwhelmed. The message, I was overwhelmed. There was one of the prayer points that our pastor re-emphasized again that you could be in a place and then the enemies want to equally say, let us strike. If you are in the place of the spirit, either way, it could be, for, it could be in the positive side or it could be in the negative side. That when they want to strike because they are delaying and God is making haste to promote you or to, to, to advance you, they could do it in either way and behold, it will either backfire against them and work in your favor or restrict you in order for them to be disappointed. I love that prayer point. And our brother prayed one prayer point. He said, behold. Like the Bible says, I am against you, O ye destroying mountain that have destroyed this issue and this people for so long. And the hand of the Lord will roll you down and you become a burnt mountain. It is my prayer that behold, in every way that the enemy will want to come around us in order for us not to be fulfilled, especially by the prayers that our pastor led this morning, our God will shield us around and he will in every way take us to where he wants mm -hmm. us to be in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to encourage us again, like I, my manner is, especially in the place of prayers. Uh, recently, I found myself in a place that I have to take a decision. And when I took this decision, I checked with the regional pastor, he approved of it, and I said, okay. So I made a journey unannounced. I made a journey unannounced. I have 16 brethren, not one of them was in the known that I want to come or that I am on the way. And by the time I made that journey, it was a surprise to everybody, both in the physical and in the spiritual. Why did I have to make that journey? Because issues were coming up. Revelations were coming up. Even up to now, revelations were coming up. 
But I want to thank God that I made that journey and many things with the enemies were destabilized and behold, plans were reshaped. And I will tell you why I made that journey. Revelations were coming, the enemies are praying. Somebody came up and said, look, pastor, pray, 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 pray. This is not just shooting, not with machine gun, not AK-47. They, they were doing it. <laughs> I look at her as well. Like you have, you would have heard from me sometimes that if you want testimonies, then ask for greater issues to come. Mm-hmm. And I am the type that want testimonies. And I saw I um, I welcome some greater challenges around me, and that was why I made that journey. And mm-hmm. after I would have concluded, and before I made that journey. The Lord spoke to my understanding by the amount of revelations that we are coming. Paul said, I know a man in the I know a man, whether in the spirit or in the physical, I cannot tell. Don't ask me. But I went into third heaven. And in that place, myself and this man we met ourselves. So let's talk spiritual matters. And at the end of the day, Paul came out victorious. So when all these revelations were coming out, I was just, I said, Lord, what is that? And then he spoke to my understanding. And where he spoke to my understanding is where I want to exhort us. And I believe that the day God gave me victory, he will give every one of us victories, even from one level to the other level, even in a new dimension, beginning from today, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And so I want to speak to me and you from the book of Daniel chapter 11. Daniel chapter 11, and I will be reading from verse 32. Daniel 11, from just verse 32, not just from verse 32. And he said, And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt with flatteries, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploit. He said, so in a time like this, what do you need to do? I said, Lord, speak to my understanding. The people that do know their God. When issues like this, they say it is not AK-47. They say it is real massive shooting. They are doing, the Bible makes it clear to my understanding, the weapons of my warfare are not carnal. They are more than AK-47. Therefore, I said, God, what is it? He says, son, in times and in situations like this, those that do know their God, and he asked me, do you know your God? I said, yes. He said, there, this is the time to stand up and do exploit. And I said, so be it. I went into a, a, a period of waiting for 14 days. And by the time I was clearing the cost concerning myself, and the Lord said, you can go. And I said, so be it. Like I said, when I appeared, it was surprising. Why did you tell us you are coming? Why? Who? Why? How? I told them, well, I have come. Now, this is what I want done. And they said, 
my family told me, said, look, Friday, call it down. You don't even need to go to that side again. We are going to rise up and we are going to be speaking for you. You don't need to show up again. Brethren, I went with the bottle of anointing oil in my hand, the ground that they said my mother treaded upon, and that was it. I said, God, I have come. You are the word. Like I said to you, us in the last in the last time I spoke to us, Holy Spirit, the greatest tide turner. So I have come to turn the tide. And before the barrier of my mother and my father, this tide must catch up. This tide must catch up by fire. I have come to this same land. Brethren, by yesterday, you needed to hear testimonies in that village. Well, it will come out full by what God is doing now in the name of Jesus Christ. So I want to challenge you and I want to challenge myself. When situations are coming around your way, when challenges are coming around your way, in your marriage, in your academics, in your finances, and in your health, I want to say that it calls for you to prove whether you know your God or not. Those that do know their God, the Bible says they shall be strong and they shall do exploit. Brethren, I want to make myself and yourself to to be cleared of one simple truth. And that simple truth is what you have today, what you will have tomorrow, what you are going to in any way testify of, you are having it or you will have it because you serve a covenant-keeping God. He said, if you do violently against the covenant, the Lord will corrupt you with flatteries. So you have what you have now, all because he is the covenant-keeping God. You have kept a part of the covenant, and so he, he is keeping his own part. You may not have what you are asking God to give to you now, simply because you have refused to keep your own part of the covenant. Is the covenant keeping God? He said, they that do violently against the covenant, he will corrupt them with flatteries. But the people that do know their God, the people that do know their God, brethren, I ask you a question. Do you know your God? And what is knowing God? Knowing God is coming into the place of intimacy with him. Oh, I don't know how many of us would have heard this before. Many of us, I don't, I don't think you are from Nigeria. And if you are from Nigeria, you are not from, you are not from, the, from, from, from Edo State. And if you, if, if you have been to Edo State before, many years ago, many, many years ago, there used to be a comedian, and they, these people are called Kokori and Idemudia. And I want to sing a song. He said, "Oh my darling, oh my lover." When I think of you, my heart is making jiggy jiggy like it really well. When I see you, my heart is making me me. When I think of my lover, my heart will shake like the railway or the train is coming. And when I see my lover, oh, the best of it all has happened. That is what it takes to be in intimacy. That is what it makes 
When I think of my lover, every part of me is vibrating. Oh, when can I see him? Oh, when can I see her? Oh, let me see the picture again. Oh, let me see. Oh, let me see. Let, oh, you imagine what you talked yesterday. And when he or she surfaces, you say, oh, my God, I have the best in life. That is intimacy. What does it take to know God? You, it, take, it takes you to be intimate with him, coming closer to him, telling the whole world you have the best. God, nothing, nothing is better than God. Nothing in life is better than God. So what does it take to know God? It takes your, you coming into strong intimacy with God to really prove to the whole world that you know him. And so I want to make myself and yourself to understand how much do you really know God? How much, how, how intimate? How are you? How are you close to God? How are you inside God? And how is God inside of you? What does it take to know God? It takes you coming into strong relationship inside of God. He is inside of you. Thank God for the marriage covenant. The wife is into the man, and the man is into the wife. So they now bear one name. Said, and they were called Adam. They were called Adam. Adam and Eve were called Adam. That is what it takes to, to what? To really be to be in intimacy. The two of you are now one. Everything about you is one. I want to ask you a question. Are you are you in oneness with God? Is God in oneness inside of you? Are you separated? In times of challenges, I counsel yourself and myself. We need to prove how much we know him because how much we know him will be able to make him to demonstrate who he is. And so I counsel you to come into a place of closer relationship to him in order to prove that he is in you and you are in him. Because why? Just like as we heard in one of the days, he said, Behold, God will teach us how to fight and he will teach our hand how to walk. He will teach our fingers how to, in every way, war and our hand how to fight. Why? Because he is inside us. We, he is inside us. We are in close relationship. And that is what will make him to, in every way, prove that God is completely on your side all right i tell you i tell us again that behold how would he be able look at what he said to us in the book of ephesians chapter 6 ephesians chapter 6 we read it but today let us have a, a clearer understanding what does it take to know god what does it take to know god when you are inside of god when you are intim when you are into intimacy with him, what would he do? In the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, if we look at verse, verse 13, he said something there. He said, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against sorry, stand in the evil day. And having done 
really need to come into a great relationship to be so intimated with him because he sees the challenges before you much more than you see them. And he wants to fight for you much more than you think you can fight. He wants to give you victory much more than you think you desire victory. He wants to give you success much more than you think you, you, you desire success. So when he is seeing the challenge before you, and you are in the place of prayer, like we have prayed this morning, and that we are praying again, and you want to pray again tomorrow and every day of our life, he already has a vision in mind. And what is the vision that is in mind? I want to describe it to us in this way. That behold, when you are in every way going into a battle, like myself and yourself will know it, that in the place of the battlefield, there are casualties. There must be casualties. And in the place of the battlefield, there must be casualties. No casualty is standing. Every casualty does what? They are all on the floor. It's either they are dead or one leg is gone, or one hand is gone, or both legs are gone, or both hands are gone. No casualty is standing. Every casualty is lying on the floor. It will take only winners in the battlefield to stand. And that is what God is describing to us in that verse 13. He said, wherefore, come to my side. Be have a relationship with me. Be intimate with me. And when you are intimate with me, I will I will vest myself inside of you. I am going to come inside of you and you are going to take all my armor because I am the man of war. You are going to come inside of me. Those that do know me, I fortify them. And when I fortify them to send them into the war front, he said, you are going to stand against the evil, against the evil of the evil of the evil doers. You will stand in the evil day against their evil. And when the battle is fought and won, he said, you cannot be a casualty. He said, having done all, you will be standing. Look at when David and Goliath fought. Goliath was on the floor. David stood. I am saying that God has a vision in his mind concerning you, concerning challenges and the battles that, that could ever be around you, that when the battle is fought and won, he said, having done all, people will see you standing, not lying down, not crying, not regretting. People will see you and I standing. And that is why he said, be on my side. Take on the whole armor. Let me vest myself inside of you. Let me put myself inside of you. And my armor will be seen inside of you. And having done all, people will see you standing as a winner. People will see you standing as a victor. And people will, stand, will see you standing as one that has overcome. Brethren, it is my prayer that having done all in every issue of life concerning every challenge, you and I will be standing testifying of God's goodness in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. How can this come about? It is when we prove that we know God, when we are into intimacy with him, when we are inside of him and he's inside of us. He is asking you and I to come. He said, behold, those that overcome, I will make them to be pillars, to be pillars in my house. What is God saying? That's Revelation chapter 3, verse 11. Sorry, verse, chapter 3, verse 12. He said, those that overcome, I will make them pillars. 
and we make them pillars, which means you we in every way go into a battle, you face the challenge, you will come out and you will be a strong pillar, holding up the house to say, this house is not falling because my God is inside of me and I am inside of my God. Brethren, it is my prayer that the ability to know him and to come into closer relationship with him so that every battle of life around us will be fought by him and myself and yourself will be testifying of God's goodness every moment of our life. That ability come into us today in the name of Jesus Christ. Brethren, how, how can everyone around you know that, yes, you are into Christ and Christ is into you? How can people testify that you and I have a great relationship with him? The Bible says in the book of Colossians chapter 1, verse 27, it says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So when you are in Christ and Christ is in you, those that do know their God, the Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The substance of the victory that you are hoping for is faith. The substance of the success that you are hoping for in your academics, in your marriage, in your head, is called faith. And that is hope. Faith is a substance, tangible, tangible victory, tangible success, tangible testimony, tangible things that people say, uh, uh, what has happened? Oh, his God has remembered her. Oh, her God has come into her situation. His God has proved that he is the almighty God. And that is why the situation has changed. That is why the time turned. Really? Yes. The Bible says that hope, that hope, that hope that will make you to be a testifier is Christ inside of you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. What does it take to know God? When the whole of Christ is inside of you, say, take on my armor. When he is inside of you, the hope of glory has come. And then the victory will come because you are no longer the fighter. He that is inside of you is greater than those that are outside. And so he takes up the battle himself. Brethren, because of time that is not on my side, I want to conclude it in this way. Now, what does it take to know God finally for today so that we can take a prayer point? Finally for today, the Bible makes it very clear in the book of St. John chapter 10. St. John chapter 10. And we look at verse 27. John chapter 10, verse 27. And he said, what did he say there? He said, my sheep, they hear my voice. And when they hear my voice, they don't stand. They follow me. When those that do know their God, when they hear the voice, they wait for the voice of God. They don't go into the place of prayer as one beating the air. Oh God, keep my enemy. Oh God, no, 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 no. Stay, wait quietly. Wait quietly. Hear his voice. Hear his voice. The book of Isaiah, chapter two, chapter 30, verse 21 says, He said, You will hear a voice from behind you saying, Son, it is now to stand up. Daughter, it is now to go to the left or turn to the right, or wait, go and lie down, just be quiet, pray in tongues, or sit down quietly, take a fast, 
take a two days fast, take a three days fast. Just remain quiet, don't go out. I want to prove that I am your God. Since you have come into a closer walk with me, I want to demonstrate to the situation that I am above you. Therefore, wait, wait on God. The, the sheep of God, they listen to his voice. They want to wait for his voice. And when his voice comes, behold, they will follow. It is like a man who want to come now and call a name. If he calls the name, if that is not your name, you will not answer. But when the man comes in, or the voice shout and say, Friday, Imonike. Because I am Friday Imonike, I will answer. And because I know that this is the voice of my master, the only way I can prove to him that I have heard and that I am not deaf is to come and follow that, that voice, is to obey that voice, is to walk with that voice, is to go in the direction of that voice. If I refuse to answer to my name, it tells me that I am deaf. And it, again, it's either I am deaf or I am not that person, or I am not in relationship with that person. And so, when the sheep of God hear the voice of God, what happens? They rise up and they follow. A good example of it, we will see it in the book of of Psalm, when, of Psalm, of, of the Psalm when when, when David saw that the situation was so much, Saul wanted to kill him by everyone. What would he do? He ran to Samuel and said, "Samuel, look at the situation around me." And Samuel said, "Okay, come, let's go and wait for the voice of God." And when they heard the voice of God, they were prophesying prophesying and then saw sent the first um, the first group of messengers when they got to the place because they were hearing the voice of god and they were obeying the voice of god the army put down their their guns and everything and they were now prophesying upon david the sword of my master will not kill you and the bullet of my master that want to make you know to inherit that throne will not kill you so I waited and then sent a second batch and sent a third batch. When he did it, he himself got there. And when he got there, he laid down his weapon and he started prophesying. Even my own gun cannot stop me from being a king over Israel. Can you imagine what that is? What it takes to what hear the voice of God and follow God. You go into the presence of God because of His word, and when you or take up a prayer point because you believe the word of God because you have faith in the word of God. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Brethren, there is a song, a song that the song that I put into it. Just one touch of his word changes everything. Just one touch of thy king. Just one touch of God's word, one verse, one verse of God's word is there to give you victory in every situation of life. You may not need to. When Jesus was going into his ministry, it was just Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19 that he read. And then everything about him changed. You, one verse of the scripture is what you may need, or two verses. If you have three, brethren, watch what God will do. So I want to counsel you that in the place of prayer, we learn to wait on the voice when you are 
close to him because when you are close, if you behold, look at John the beloved, he put his ear on the chest of Jesus to hear who is that that will betray you. Tell me, it was when his ear was near, he was listening to the voice of the master, the sheep, listening to the voice of the master. Say, okay, I will tell you, he that is going to, I'm going to dip this now and give to him that is the person. Brethren, let us learn to wait for God even just one verse of the scripture in the place of prayers and you will come out victorious. So today, just to go into the place of giving us like, a, like my manner is, I will tell you that this is just what a classroom. You go back into your closet and groan it out. I told you that in my own case, I groaned mine out in my own way. I groaned my out in my own way. In fact, I drilled, I stood there. Sometimes I cover myself with a duvet. And when I was to say, okay, son, now you can rise up. I said, Lord, do you want me to say, yes, you can go. And I will prove that, behold, I am your God. And then I went. So a joker of a scripture I want to give to us this morning that we are going to pray with, not this two minutes is not just it, but I want to leave it to you that after this section, you are going to go before heaven and groan your life out and see if he will not prove that he is your God and demonstrate that the victory that you desire that time has come in the name of Jesus. Isaiah chapter 42, verse 14. Isaiah 42, verse 14. And what did he say? He said, I, God, I have long time holding my peace concerning your situation. I have been still and have been refrained all because you were far away from the covenant. But now that you have chosen to come and be part of the covenant and you are now in too close relationship or closer relationship with me, I, I, I want to prove that those that do know their God, they shall be strong and they will do expert. Therefore, I have chosen to do one thing on your behalf. And what has he chosen to do on your on your behalf and on my behalf? He said, he said, my he said, now will I God cry like a traveling woman? I will destroy and devour everything that have stood as your challenge before now, I will devour them at once. So, I counsel you, come into a closer relationship with him. He is saying that he has held his peace for a long time. Why? Because we are very far away. But when you and I chose to come closer to him, what will he do? He will cry like a traveling woman. You don't need to be around your wife, man. If your wife is in the place of giving back, you cannot love her to that extent to put your fingers in her mouth. She will chop the whole fingers and chew it and swallow them. And after the delivery, you will say, honey, look at what you did to my finger. I who said, am I now an animal? Because that time of traveling or anything, he will, she will devour and at once devour those fingers. 
That is how God is describing that he wants to fight for you and fight for me. So in a one word, you want to go before heaven and you want to tell God, God, I have chosen. And not just what I have chosen, I have come into a close, take the hold of me as into the place of a stronger relationship with you. I am inside of you. Christ in me, the hope of glory has taken me over. Therefore, I am asking you, Lord, no longer hold your peace concerning my situation. No longer hold your peace concerning my case. No longer hold your peace concerning my spouse, concerning my children, concerning my child, A, concerning my child. Be no longer hold your peace concerning my health. Lord, I am asking you now to cry like a family woman as my God. Destroy and devour them that have challenged me. Devour them and let them know that you are the man of God. Let them know that you are my God. Shall we begin to talk to God? 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 Lord, take my life and let it be consecrated Lord, to me. Take my will, 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 Finally, you want to talk to God. God, beginning from this man, in a new dimension, begin to announce my victory, announce my success. Why? Because the situation is far out of my challenge. Once out of my reach, let the world around me celebrate it. Let the world around me celebrate it. Let the world around me celebrate it. Father, we just want to say thank you. Jehovah will give you praise. King of glory will give you honor. You know how much you have given me victory, even in the last trip you asked me to make. Father, much more than you did for me. Because the principle that you taught me and that you gave to me, my God, is what I have said with my brethren. Father, even so I say, let their own victory, let their own success, let their own testimonies. My God, based on this principle of intimacy with you, be much more than my own that the world around us will be able to celebrate with us and they will be able to know that our God is great, our God is mighty, our God is a man of war, and that beside you there is no other God, there is no other Savior. Lord, let it be known that Christ in all the hope of glory has taken us over, and that behold, what they are seeing of us now is the testimony that God has put in us, is the success and the victory, the breakthroughs that he has put 
dimension in the life of every one of us, right from your servant, the head of this group, Emmanuel Lorraine to every other person that is going to join us tomorrow in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I ask that the situation, the circumstances, the challenges of everyone in this platform, I lay them upon the altar of the Almighty God. I lay them upon the altar of the Almighty God. Lord, I am asking you to cry like a traveling woman. Lord, come down with your fire and devour them out of every one of your children at once in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, you have proved it and you are proving it. You have demonstrated it and you are still demonstrating it in me. So I say, it is a portion of everyone in this platform. All to the praise and to the glory of your name. Thank you. We come before you this hour, Lord, even as, oh God, you have enabled us to come before you. Father, I ask, oh God, that even as you have already started to work with us, Father, I ask that you will increase in us. I yield myself unto you, Spirit of the living God. Let it be known that this is your hour and this is your moment, that you will give us the understanding of your word. That as we come into the place of prayers continually, heaven will receive and heaven will answer us in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we ask that today again, O oh God, set us aside for greater testimonies. Amen. That Lord in us you will mightily glorify. Thank you, blessing in your name. For in Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Uh, brethren, I want to thank God for what he has been doing and what he is ready to do as well. Um, I listened to the prayer points, especially for yesterday. I was so overwhelmed when the, the brother led the opening charge. I was overwhelmed. The message, I was overwhelmed. There was one of the prayer points that our pastor re-emphasized again that you could be in a place and then the enemies want to equally say, let us strike. If you are in the place of the spirit, either way, it could be, for, it could be in the positive side or it could be in the negative side that when they want to strike because they are delaying and God is making haste to promote you or to, to, to advance you, they could do it in either way and behold, it will either backfire against them and work in your favor or restrict you in order for them to be disappointed. I love that prayer point. And our brother prayed one prayer point. He said, behold, like the Bible says, I am against you, O ye destroying mountain that have destroyed this issue and this people for so long. I the hand of the Lord will roll you down and you become a burnt mountain. It is my prayer 
that behold, in every way that the enemy will want to come around us in order for us not to be fulfilled, especially by the prayers of our pastor led this morning, our God will shield us around and he will in every way take us to where he wants mm. us to be in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh, I want to encourage us again, like I, my manner is, especially in the place of prayers. Uh, recently, I found myself in a place that I have to take a decision. And when I took this decision, I checked with the regional pastor, he approved of it, and I said, okay. So I made a journey unannounced. I made a journey unannounced. I have 16 brethren, not one of them was in the known that I want to come or that I am on the way. And by the time I made that journey, it was a surprise to everybody, both in the physical and in the spiritual. Why did I have to make that journey? Because issues were coming up. Revelations were coming up. Even up to now, revelations were coming up. But I want to thank God that I made that journey and many things were, the enemies were destabilized and behold, plans were reshaped. And I will tell you why I made that journey. Revelations were coming. The enemies are praying. Somebody came up and said, look, pastor, pray, 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 pray. This is not just shooting, not with machine gun, not AK-47. They, they were doing it. <laughs> I look at her and say, well, like you, have, you would have heard from me sometimes that if you want testimonies, then ask for greater issues to come. Mm -hmm. And I am the type that want testimonies. And I saw I, um, I welcome some greater challenges around me. And that was why I made that journey. And mm -hmm. after I would have concluded and before I made that journey, the Lord spoke to my understanding by the amount of revelations that we are coming. Paul said, I know a man in the in, I know a man, whether in the spirit or in the physical, I cannot tell. Don't ask me. But I went into third heaven. And in that place, myself and this man, we met ourselves. So let's talk spiritual matters. And at the end of the day, Paul came out victorious. So when all these revelations were coming out, I was just, I said, Lord, what is that? And then he spoke to my understanding. And where he spoke to my understanding is where I want to exhort us. And I believe that the way God gave me victory, he will give every one of us victories, even from one level to the other level, even in a new dimension, beginning from today, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so I want to speak to me and you from the book of Daniel chapter 11. Chap Daniel chapter 11, and I will be reading from verse 32. <clears throat> Daniel 11, from just verse 32, not just from verse 32. And he said, And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt with flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploit. He said, so in a time like this, what do you need to do? I said, Lord, speak to my understanding. The 
people that don't know their God. When issues like this, they, they say it is not AK-47. And they say it is real massive shooting. They are doing, the Bible makes it clear to my understanding, the weapons of my warfare are not carnal. They are more than AK-47. Therefore, I said, God, what is it? He says, son, in times and in situations like this, those that do know their God. And he asked me, do you know your God? I said, yes. He said, there. This is the time to stand up and do exploit. And I said, so be it. I went into a, a, a period of waiting for 14 days. And by the time I was clearing the cost concerning myself, and the Lord said, you can go. And I said, so be it. Like I said, when I appeared, it was surprising. Why did you tell us you are coming? Why? Who? Why? How? I told them, well, I have come. Now, this is what I want done. And they said, my family told me, said, look, Friday, call it down. You don't even need to go to that side again. We are going to rise up and we are going to be speaking for you. You don't need to show up again. Brethren, I went with the bottle of anointing oil in my hand. The ground that they said my mother treaded upon and that was it. I said, God, I have come. You are the word. Like I said to you, us in the last in the last time I spoke to us, Holy Spirit, the greatest tide turner. So I have come to turn the tide. And before the barrier of my mother and my father, this tide must catch up. This tide must catch up by fire. I have come to this same land. Brethren, by yesterday, you needed to hear testimonies in that village. Well, it will come out full by what God is doing now in the name of Jesus Christ. So I want to challenge you and I want to challenge myself. When situations are coming around your way, when challenges are coming around your way, in your marriage, in your academics, in your finances, and in your health, I want to say that it calls for you to prove whether you know your God or not. Those that do know their God, the Bible says they shall be strong and they shall do exploit. Brethren, I want to make myself and yourself to to be cleared of one simple truth. And that simple truth is what you have today, what you will have tomorrow, what you are going to in any way testify of, you are having it or you will have it because you serve a covenant-keeping God. He said, if you do violently against the covenant, the Lord will corrupt you with flattery. So you have what you have now, all because he is the covenant-keeping God. You have kept a part of the covenant, and so he, he is keeping his own part. You may not have what you are asking God to give to you now simply because you have refused to keep your own part of the covenant. He is the covenant-keeping God. He said, they that 
do violently against the covenant, he will corrupt them with flatteries. But the people that do know their God, the people that do know their God, brethren, I ask you a question. Do you know your God? And what is knowing God? Knowing God is coming into the place of intimacy with him. Oh, I don't know how many of us would have heard this before. Many of us, I don't, I don't think you are from Nigeria. And if you are from Nigeria, you are not from, you are not from, the, from, from, from Edo State. And if you, if, if you have been to Edo State before, many years ago, many, many years ago, there used to be a comedian. And the, these people are called Kokori and Idemudia. And I want to sing a song. He said, oh, my darling, oh, my lover. When I think of you, my heart is making jiggy jiggy like it really well. When I see you, my heart is making me. When I think of my lover, my heart will shake like the railway or the train is coming. And when I see my lover, oh, the best of it all has happened. That is what it takes to be in intimacy. That is what it makes. <laughs> when I think of my lover, every part of me is vibrating. Oh, when can I see him? Oh, when can I see her? Oh, let me see the picture again. Oh, let me see. Oh, let me let oh, you imagine what you talked yesterday. And when he or she surfaces, you say, Oh my god, I have the best in life. That is intimacy. What does it take to know God? You it takes it takes you to be intimate with him, coming closer to him, telling the whole world you have the best. God, nothing, nothing is better than God. Nothing in life is better than God. So what does it take to know God? It takes your, you coming into strong intimacy with God to really prove to the whole world that you know him. And so I want to make myself and yourself to understand how much do you really know God? How much, how, how intimated, how are you, how are you close to God? How are you inside God? And how is God inside of you? What does it take to know God? It takes you coming into strong relationship inside of God. He is inside of you. Thank God for the marriage covenant. The wife is into the man and the man is into the wife. So they now bear one name. Said, and they were called Adam. They were called Adam. Adam and Eve were called Adam. That is what it takes to, to what? To really be to be in intimacy. The two of you are now one. Everything about you is one. I want to ask you a question. Are you, are you in oneness with God? Is God in oneness inside of you? Are you separated? In times of challenges, I counsel yourself and myself. We need to prove how much we know him because how much we know him will be able to make him to demonstrate who he is. And so I counsel you to come into a place of closer relationship to him.
in order to prove that he is in you and you are in him. Because why? Just like as we heard in one of the days, he said, Behold, God will teach us how to fight and he will teach our hand how to walk. He will teach our fingers how to, in every way, walk and our hand how to fight. Why? Because he is inside us. We, he is inside us. We are in close relationship. And that is what will make him to, in every way, prove that God is completely on your side all right i tell you i tell us again that behold how would he be able look at what he said to us in the book of ephesians chapter 6 ephesians chapter 6 we read it but today let us have a, little, a clearer understanding what does it take to know god what does it take to know god when you are inside of god when you are intim when you are into intimacy with him, what would he do? In the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, if we look at verse, verse 13, he said something there. He said, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against sorry, stand in the evil day, and having done all to stand brethren why do you really need to come into a great relationship to be so intimated with him because he sees the challenges before you much more than you see them and he wants to fight for you much more than you think you can fight he wants to give you victory much more than you think you desire victory he wants to give you success much more than you think you, you, you desire success. So when he is seeing the challenge before you, and you are in the place of prayer, like we have prayed this morning, and that we are praying again, and you want to pray again tomorrow and every day of our life, he already has a vision in mind. And what is the vision that is in mind? I want to describe it to us in this way. That behold, when you are in every way going into a battle, like myself and yourself will know it, that in the place of the battlefield, there are casualties. There must be casualties. And in the place of the battlefield, that there must be casualties. No casualty is standing. Every casualty does what? They are all on the floor. It's either they are dead, or one leg is gone, or one hand is gone, or both legs are gone, or, or both hands are gone. No casualty is standing. Every casualty is lying on the floor. It will take only winners in the battlefield to stand. And that is what God is describing to us in that verse 13. He said, wherefore, come to my side. Be have a relationship with me, be intimate with me, and when you are intimate with me, I will, I will vest myself inside of you. I am going to come inside of you, and you are going to take all my armor, because I am the man of war. You are going to come inside of me. Those that do know me, I fortify them. And when I fortify them to send them into the war front, he said, you are going to stand against the evil, against the evil of the evil of the evil doers. You will stand in the evil day against their evil. And when the battle is fought and won, he said, you cannot be a casualty. He said, having done all, 
you will be standing. Look at when David and Goliath fought. Goliath was on the floor. David stood. I am saying that God has a vision in his mind concerning you, concerning challenges and the battles that, that could ever be around you, that when the battle is fought and won, he said, having done all, people will see you standing, not lying down, not crying, not regretting. People will see you and I standing. And that is why he said, be on my side. Take on the whole armor. Let me vest myself inside of you. Let me put myself inside of you and my armor will be seen inside of you and having done all, people will see you standing as a winner. People will see you standing as a victor and people will, stand, will see you standing as one that has overcome. Brethren, it is my prayer that having done all in every issue of life concerning every challenge, you and I will be standing testifying of God's goodness in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. How can this come about? It is when we prove that we know God, when we are into intimacy with him, when we are inside of him and he's inside of us. He is asking you and I to come. He said, behold, those that overcome, I will make them to be pillars, to be pillars in my house. What is God saying? That's Revelation chapter 3, verse 11. Sorry, verse, chapter 3, verse 12. He said, those that overcome, I will make them pillars. I will make them pillars, which means you we in every way go into a battle, you will face the challenge, you will come out and you will be a strong pillar, holding up the house to say, this house is not falling because my God is inside of me and I am inside of my God. Brethren, it is my prayer that the ability to know him and to come into closer relationship with him so that every battle of life around us will be fought by him and myself and yourself will be testifying of God's goodness every moment of our life. That ability come into us today in the name of Jesus Christ. Brethren, how, how can everyone around you know that, yes, you are into Christ and Christ is into you? How can people testify that you and I have a great relationship with him? The Bible says in the book of Colossians chapter 1, verse 27, it says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So when you are in Christ and Christ is in you, those that do know their God, the Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The substance of the victory that you are hoping for is faith. The substance of the success that you are hoping for in your academics, in your marriage, in your head, is called faith. And that is hope. Faith is a substance, tangible, tangible victory, tangible success, tangible testimony, tangible things that people will say, uh, uh, what has happened? Oh, his God has remembered her. Oh, her God has come into her situation. His God has proved that he is the almighty God. And that is why the situation has changed. That is why the time turned. Really? Yes. The Bible says that hope, that hope, that hope that will make you to be a testifier is Christ inside of you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. What does it take to know God when the whole of Christ is inside of you? Say, take on my armor. 
when he is inside of you, the hope of glory has come. And then the victory will come because you are no longer the fighter. He that is inside of you is greater than those that are outside. And so he takes up the battle himself. Brethren, because of time that is not on my side, I want to conclude it in this way. That what does it take to know God? Finally for today, so that we can take a prayer point. Finally for today, the Bible makes it very clear in the book of St. John chapter 10. St. John chapter 10. And we look at verse 27. John chapter 10, verse 27. And he said, what did he say there? He said, my sheep, they hear my voice. And when they hear my voice, they don't stand. They follow me. When those that do know their God, when they hear the voice, they wait for the voice of God. They don't go into the place of prayer as one beating the air. Oh God, keep my enemy. Oh God, no, 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 no. Stay, wait quietly. Wait quietly. Hear his voice. Hear his voice. The book of Isaiah, chapter two, chapter 30, verse 21 says, He said, You will hear a voice from behind you saying, Son, it is now to stand up. Daughter, it is now to go to the left or turn to the right, or wait, go and lie down, just be quiet, pray in tongues, or sit down quietly, take a fast, take a two days fast, take a three days fast, just remain quiet, don't go out, I want to prove that I am your God, since you have come into a closer walk with me, I want to demonstrate to the situation that I am above you, therefore, wait, wait on God, the, the sheep of God, they listen to his voice. They want to wait for his voice. And when his voice comes, behold, they will follow. It is like a man who want to come now and call a name. If he calls the name, if that is not your name, you will not answer. But when the man comes in, all the voice shout and say, Friday, Imonike. Because I am Friday Imonike, I will answer. And because I know that this is the voice of my master, the only way I can prove to him that I have heard and that I am not deaf is to come and follow that, that voice, is to obey that voice, is to walk with that voice, is to go in the direction of that voice. If I refuse to answer to my name, it tells me that I am deaf. And it, again, it's either I am deaf or I am not that person. Or I am not in relationship with that person. And so, when the sheep of God hear the voice of God, what happens? They rise up and they follow. A good example of it, we will see it in the book of, of Psalm, when, of Psalm, of, of, somewhere. When, when, when David saw that the situation was so much, Saul wanted to kill him by everyone. What would he do? He ran to Samuel and said, Samuel, look at the situation around me. And Samuel said, okay, come, let's go and wait for the voice of God. And when they heard the voice of God, they were prophesying prophesying and then saw sent the first um, the first group of messengers when they got to the place because they were hearing the voice of god and they were obeying the voice of god the army put down their their guns and everything and they were now prophesying upon david 
the sword of my master will not kill you, and the bullet of my master that want to make you not to inherit that room will not kill you. So waited, and then sent a second bat, and sent a third bat. When he did it, he himself got there, and when he got there, he laid down his weapon and his threat prophesying. Even my own gun cannot stop me from being a king over Israel. Can you imagine what that is? What it takes to what? Hear the voice of God and follow God. You go into the presence of God because of His word. And when you stand or take up a prayer point because you believe the word of God, because you have faith in the word of God, Christ in you is the hope of glory. Brethren, there is a song, a song that the songwriter put into it. Just one touch of His word. Changes everything. Just one touch of thy king. Just one touch of God's word. One verse. One verse of God's word is there to give you victory in every situation of life. You may not need to. When Jesus was going into his ministry, it was just Luke chapter 4 verses 18 and 19 that he read. And then everything about him changed. You, one verse of the scripture is what you may need, or two verses. If you have three, brethren, watch what God will do. So I want to counsel you that in the place of prayer, we learn to wait on the voice when you are close to him. Because when you are close, if you behold, look at John the beloved, he put his ear on the chest of Jesus to hear who is that that will betray you. Tell me. It was when his ear was near, he was listening to the voice of the master, the sheep, listening to the voice of the master. Say, okay, I will tell you. He that is going to, I'm going to keep this now and give to him that is the best. Brethren, let us learn to wait for God, even just one verse of the scripture in the place of prayers, and you will come out victorious. So today, just to go into the place of giving us, like, I, like my manner is, I will tell you that this is just what a classroom you go back into your closet and groan it out. I told you that in my own case, I groaned mine out in my own way. I groaned my out in my own way. In fact, I drilled, I stood there. Sometimes I cover myself with a duvet. And when I was to say, okay, son, now you can rise up. I said, Lord, do you want me to make say, yes, you can go. And I will prove that, behold, I am your God. And then I went. So a joker of a scripture I want to give to us this morning that we are going to pray with. Not This two minutes is not just it. But I want to leave it to you that after this section, you are going to go before heaven and groan your life out and see if he will not prove that he is your God and demonstrate that the victory that you desire that time has come in the name of Jesus. Isaiah chapter 42, verse 14. Isaiah 42, verse 14. And what did he say? He said, I, God, I have long time holding my peace concerning your situation. I have been still and have been refrained all because you were far away from the covenant. But now that you have chosen to come and be part of the covenant and you are now in 
too close relationship or closer relationship with me. I, I, I want to prove that those that do know their God, they shall be strong and they will do exploit. Therefore, I have chosen to do one thing on your behalf. And what has he chosen to do on your on your behalf and on my behalf? He said, he said, my he said, now will I God cry like a traveling woman? I will destroy and devour everything that has stood as your challenge before now. I will devour them at once. So I counsel you, come into a closer relationship with him. He is saying that he has held his peace for a long time. Why? Because we are very far away. But when you and I chose to come closer to him, what will he do? He will cry like a traveling woman. You don't need to be around your wife, man. If your wife is in the place of giving back, you cannot love her to that extent to put your fingers in her mouth. She will chop the whole fingers and chew it and swallow them. And after the delivery, you will say, honey, look at what you did to my finger. I, who said, am I now an animal? Because that time of traveling, oh, everything, he will, she will devour and at once devour those fingers. That is how God is describing that he wants to fight for you and fight for me. So in a one world, you want to go before heaven and you want to tell God, God, I have chosen. And not just what I have chosen, I have come into a close, take the hold of me as into the place of a stronger relationship with you. I am inside of you. Christ in me, the hope of glory has taken me over. Therefore, I am asking you, Lord, no longer hold your peace concerning my situation. No longer hold your peace concerning my case. No longer hold your peace concerning my spouse, concerning my children, concerning my child, eh, concerning my child. Be no longer hold your peace concerning my health. Lord, I am asking you now to cry like a family woman as my God. Destroy and devour them that have challenged me. Devour them and let them know that you are the man of God. Let them know that you are my God. Shall we begin to talk to God? 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 Lord, take my life and let it be consecrated to me. Take my will, 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 Finally, you want to talk to God, God beginning from this man in a new dimension 
begin to announce my victory, announce my success. Why? Because I am the situation far above my challenge. out of my reach. Let the world around me celebrate it. Let the world around me celebrate it. Let the world around me celebrate it. Father, we just want to say thank you. Jehovah will give you praise. King of glory will give you honor. You know how much you have given me victory even in the last trip you asked me to make. Father, much more than you did for me. Because the principle that you taught me and that you gave to me, my God, is what I have said with my brethren. Father, even so I say, let their own victory, let their own success, let their own testimonies. My God, based on this principle of intimacy with you, be much more than my own, that the world around us will be able to celebrate with us, and they will be able to know that our God is great, our God is mighty, our God is a man of war, and that beside you there is no other God, there is no other Savior. Lord, let it be known that Christ in all the hope of glory has taken us over, and that behold, what they are seeing of us now is the testimony that God has put in us, is the success and the victory, the breakthroughs that he has put in side of us. Lord, carry this out in a new dimension in the life of every one of us, right from your servant, the head of this group, Emmanuel, to every other person that is going to join us tomorrow, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I ask that the situation, the circumstances, the challenges of everyone in this platform, I lay them upon the altar of the Almighty God. I lay them upon the altar of the Almighty God. Lord, I am asking you to cry like a traveling woman. Lord, come down with your fire and devour them out of every one of your children at once in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, you have proved it and you are proving it. You have demonstrated it and you are still demonstrating it in me. So I say, it is a portion of everyone in this platform. All to the praise and to the glory of your name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you very much. Thank you, Pastor Friday, Monique. Thank you. It's part 